But I've had that. What helped me almost in a weird way because I have like panic attacks, and I've had panic attacks like during shows throughout a show. You had them for your whole life. N- I've had different bouts. It started in like my twenties, and then I've had a few different bouts where it goes on for like a few months, and it's happening like every other day or a couple days. Oh like it's wow! Crazy. Yeah. How long do they last? Like a panic. Sometimes like up to like. Well, I've had one on stage at the Funny Bone in St. Louis where it was going on like the whole set. For, like, and you were able to minutes. perform through it. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Is, like That's like one of the best things that ever happened. On one of my Conan sets, I was having a panic attack throughout the set. Unbelievable. And then a 45-minute set at the Funny Bone. My therapist was like, that's great. He's like, that means yeah. like your worst fear happened. You had a panic attack on TV. It was fine. Right. Nobody even knows. Nobody knows. A great set. Yeah. So it's like that takes some of the fear out of it. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. If you're in the D.C. area this weekend, Andy Haynes will be headlining Big Hunt. Andy is a former D.C. comic who is now a regular at the Comedy Cellar and can be seen on This Week at the Comedy Cellar on Comedy Central. You can get tickets and info on the website. Our guest today is Joe List. Joe is one of the earliest underground comedy headliners and has headlined with us every year since we started. He has appeared on The Late Show, Conan, and Comedy Central. In this episode, he talks about dealing with anxiety and what it's like trying to do irreverent comedy while still being a good person. I started October 8th, 2000 was my first set. So, oh my God, so almost, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. I should be doing better. 19... (laughs) Um, it's more than half my life, which is fun. But at least at least you're doing well. A lot of people don't make it to where you are right now. Yeah, I, I would say most people. I would say I'm doing better than like the vast majority of yeah, people. Yeah, I wonder what percent of people that do stand up like say for like more than a year w- you know, make it to they're getting they've been on TV multiple times, they're able to headline in clubs. Right. Probably well, like under like five percent maybe yeah i would think well it's weird because i'm like there's people now that have multiple tv credits that just bow out they're just that's like, right it's ah, enough already well yeah i mean what what choice do you have if you like once once you get to a point where you know you're not able to get weekends and then like you're getting fewer weekends it's it's tough to keep going yeah well the scary thing is you destroy your resume and any amount of skill set like yeah, I never for real world, yeah. Like I didn't go to college for a second. Like I don't know, it was not one. I didn't spend one moment at college. Yeah, and I have no skills. Yeah, so does, I'd just be out. I'd be homeless. It does seem like a lot of people that do, that do make it, d- have nothing to fall back on. Yeah, and, yeah. And like the people that do have kind of another option, a lot right. of times they take the other option. Yeah. Well, also I think like, I'm. I've been planning and wanting this lifestyle like there's a lot of people that have like a quality of life situation that happens a lot when people get have jobs and some success in the work world yeah then then you get into comedy right and then it starts to come down a little bit they're like i want a house i want a dog and a house and i want to go to fucking saint Bart's. like i gotta gotta go back to work or whatever um whereas i'm kind of i have the taste of that a little bit i'm starting to to get it yeah well i'm dealing with I'm, i'm gonna come down now because i got lucky with I toured with Louis, which made me like six figures one year. And then wow. I did Netflix, which was like a six figure deal also. So I got those two huge chunks. Yeah. Where like I had like almost a quarter of a million dollars in like 
under two years. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, that's over. Uh And so now I'm just like, oh, wait, I make a pretty normal. And so I make a pretty standard middle class living now. When that was happening, like, during that time, did you think, this is what how much money I'm going to make from now on? No, I didn't think that. But I'm, like, bad with... Not that I'm bad with money, because I did save a lot of money. Like, I'm okay, mm-hmm. but I like to spend. I like to live. Yeah. So, with, like, Louie, like, I was making three grand a night. So, I'd be like, let's go. on a, We have the weekend off. Let's go get a $500 a night hotel. Yeah, yeah. Money. Or, like, or Big Hunt, where I'm like, you take the money. I don't, I'm fine. That yeah. was just for fun. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things like that. You start to be like, dude, Jesus. Like, I bought my, I paid for our summer hut. My family went, and I was like, I'll just get the house. Wow. was like a couple grand. Like, I like throwing money That's around. That's neat. That it's is a nice. neat thing it to do. It feels good. Yeah. I mean, my family's all broke. So, like, I've, I've given my sister money. I've given my mother money. Yeah. I paid off Sarah's debt. Like, I was like, I'll just knock that out. Wow. So. Wow, I didn't even do that for my <laughs> well, life. Well, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> socialist, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. And then you start to be like, oh, okay, I just have to taper that off. Right. We still, we still have a decent. Right. I'm still making a pretty good living. But yeah. you're like, oh, shit, I got to. It is. Because you talk about a lot that you do try to enjoy your life i i try to yeah that's a mental battle but yeah well there's the like there's the mental part of like enjoying like moment to moment and then there's the like the decisions about you know what what you're going to do with your time and right and it seems like you do make a real effort to like you said go on vacation you know go to the movies go to see stuff yeah um you're not like you know maybe like morel is a little bit more like Ne- never stops writing jokes just performs constantly yes sam and mark are more like that well mark will go out and have fun right. too but yeah i know that sam's not fun but yeah, like, not he's saying, like yeah, an all-day work guy like right, he's yeah, waking he's up reading like, the paper and writing all day right, right. i take like calculate the breaks from comedy like i just turn off that yeah muscle but i have a i've been lucky where i can sort of um create quick when i turn it on where i'm like all right, i need some b- i gotta write something new and then if i spend some time for a couple of days i can usually get a bit that kind of is working have you always been that way or is that do you think you've developed that just because you have 19 years of experience uh i think i've kind of always been that way mm-hmm. i've had i have trouble with like work ethic yeah like with right with the writing and stuff the shows i'm happy to go do the shows and right. stuff, but like to like sit down write listen to a set i like i don't want to do some people like that's like Sam's favorite thing to do. Wow. He like enjoys, he does it all day long. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like, I can do about 20 minutes and I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a similar, I, it's hard for me to sit down and do it. And uh, the last thing that, one thing I never did while doing stand up was watch my sets and listen to my sets. It's right. just too painful to do it. Yeah, I think listening to the sets is like the most important. I'm pretty good about that, but because it's a good way to write and everything and be like, oh, I need to add something here or that. You also about. really can learn a lot about your set that you d- weren't you didn't notice in the moment yeah oh completely for sure um but yeah so i yeah i definitely struggle with that part of it. and then i just like i also have to like take a break and then a lot of it's like a non i didn't want to take a break i just mm-hmm. have a fucking mental breakdown for a week where i'm obsessing about oh yeah, my, yeah you know right, heartbeat right. or my tooth or my hip or whatever the fuck it is it's interesting to me when because you have both you have the anxiety about your about everything really i guess yeah yeah. general (laughs) anxiety and so you you you're you're a little bit worried to begin with then you're in an insecure career yes and but you're saying to yourself at the same time i'm young i want to enjoy my life yeah that seems like a huge challenge 
that you constantly have to remind yourself of. Yeah, no, it's uh it's a fucking nightmare. Well, <laughs> it's like that's what I think that sometimes where I'm like I sometimes like more recently I'm like I think I'm like living the wrong life like new york i'm like i'm like i feel better when i'm like near the ocean i go yeah. swim i feel like spiritual yeah. or if i'm hiking i'll be out in the woods right and there's times where i'm like maybe i'm not supposed to be in fucking queens yeah on the subway and it's cold and shitty but that's also part of that is also like if i was in the no matter what i did or where i live in the woods you're gonna feel good and in the ocean you feel good it's yeah. like if i had a job i'd have to have a job where i hike and right then right right write right. about hiking or whatever but even then you'd be like oh i gotta fucking yeah, because when you're in the ocean and when you're in the woods, you're not doing work. Exactly. I'm like, and I'm committed to, or we're not committed, but um, if you're focused, grounded, yeah. focused on this, like I'm not doing anything. Uh-huh. Which is that's when I really, that's why I think I like sometimes like the movies or whatever, where you're just like, all right, I'm doing this. This uh-huh. is what I'm doing because, and I'm working on this in therapy. I have this feeling that there's a right decision and a wrong decision yes. to everything. Yes. With food or where to go yes. or where to sit. Or what movie to watch. I feel that way, yeah. And I, my therapist keeps telling me, he's like, there's not a right and wrong. It's just life. Like, you're just making a decision. But I'll sit at home and be like, all right, I'm going to watch a fucking movie. And then five minutes in the movie, I'm like, I should be watching a documentary. Yeah. Or I should be reading. I haven't finished my book. Then I'll start reading, and I'm like, wait, I, what I should be doing is writing. And I think that there's some kind, like, there's a bunch of doors, and there's a yeah. American Gladiator behind each of them except one. Yeah, we, yesterday, uh, we we finished a big th- my wife and i finished this big thing we were doing forever and it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and she's like let's let's go celebrate and she's pregnant so she can't drink and i was like well i mean i can have a drink and like we can we can talk and then i'm like well i'm like if i'm gonna have a drink at four o'clock then i'm gonna be it's gonna make me kind of tired and that's right. the beginning of my night and i gotta be up until two o'clock in the morning but I don't want to drink straight through all that time. Right. And then it's just putting me in a bad mood. It's just making me anxious. And I'm like, I just want to go home and like be at my computer the way I normally would on a Friday afternoon and then get ready to go to the shows. And it was just ruining the thing that I was supposed to be just sitting there and enjoying. We're supposed to be celebrating. Right. That's what I have that all the time. It's like so much of my anxiety is like, there's like the big anxiety of whatever death or money yeah. or whatever. But there's like all these little anxieties that I'm like, should I be sitting over there or should I be sitting yeah. over here? Should I call my mother or should I text my right. buddy? Like, it's brutal. And right, right now I'm having this weird, some heart palpitation flutter thing where I'm now I'm like, what's this? Now I'm obsessed over this. Just right this moment? In the last couple hours. I went for a run today. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm dying. So then I'm like Googling. I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. Okay, so this like nonstop um, hypochondria for you? It's a little bit hypochondria. Or maybe not neurosis. nonstop, but like recurring. Yeah, neurosis. Or so- it's something I'm usually worrying about. Do you feel something. like th- you've made progress? Like, do you think it's getting better? Or do you think it's kind of like just you always have to live with it? I may, I've made progress in some ways for sure, but n- not in other ways. Did you ever take medicine for it? I did. I took Paxil for like a couple of years, years ago, like 10 years ago. But then I just didn't want to be on it. And yeah. I just don't want to be, but I go back and forth. Like earlier this year, my therapist was like, you should, he's not a doctor. So he's mm-hmm. like, you should right. see if anyone, if you can get. Yeah. Drugs. I, I used to take uh antidepressants for, for a long time, for like 10 years. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went off of them and everything was good. And I, I kind of went through like a real great run of like yeah. six or seven years that were great. Yeah. And, uh, and then just like the stress of like all of these shows and like just, 
quitting my job and having everything ride on <laughs> like at the shows being successful yeah it was just so hard it was so much work and um and it's just stressful in a way that like a regular job isn't because this you're wor- you're just worrying and, s- and it's uh, so much more intense in a regular job there's the stakes are not high right right it's only you can get fired or not get fired and for the most part you're never going to get fired as long as you do a reasonable job right no i it's the comedy's like that it's every minute also it's like all the travel is like am i, am I playing it so as soon as yeah. i wake up and i leave I'm, I'm so early for everything but like i wake up and i'm like immediately i'm like i should get a i should leave now like the lift yeah. is late. hopefully what if this lift is late right then i get in the lift and i'm like what if there's traffic then i'm like what if i can't get through security yeah then i'm like all the people getting their bags like every minute of that and then you land and it's like worrying about the person picking you up and then getting to the hotel and it's like it's it's a lot and then like the shows you're like did i sell tickets Right. And then if you sell tickets, you're like, okay, these people are here to see me. I better fucking. Right. And uh, you're like, are they drunk? Are they not drunk? And so it takes a while. And then at the end of the night, that is the best I feel at the end of the shows. But that lasts about eight minutes. And then you're like, I got to travel tomorrow. That's exactly how I feel. I feel when I walk out of Big Hunt on Saturday at one or two in the morning, when I'm walking to my car is the best I feel all week. I feel amazing until I go to sleep. Right. And then like Sunday, I'm kind of like in a daze. And then Monday, it's like I, I wake up and I have like stuff to do again. And yeah. Th- and then I'm just kind of anxious until Saturday night again. Well, I think the phones add to it, too, because it gives me or it gives whoever something to see it and feel it where I'm like, I'll start thinking about my career, or like money or selling tickets or whatever. And I'm like, let me see if I can get a tweet going. That'll help sell. Like, yeah, and I'm like looking yeah. at Twitter and Instagram, like trying to come up with something. Yeah. Where I'm, I try to work on more of like, a, there's like a Buddhist saying, don't just do something, sit there. Okay. Like reverse from, don't yeah, just yeah. sit there, do something. Um, so I have to do that, moments like that, where I'm like, all right, just fucking take a breath and sit here. So what is the message that you give yourself when you have that like travel anxiety and you're thinking through all of those, like, what if this is late? What if that gets delayed? What if I'm, what, do you just tell yourself, it's probably going to be fine? I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't. Well, it's hard for me to get out of it. That's what I'm trying to work on, too, is to be like, okay, I'm just, this is anxiety. Yeah. And I'm like believing the Mm -hmm. anxiety. None of this. And then I have to like be like, I'm never late. Right. (laughs) It always works out. Yeah. Even if it did, it would be like a situation where I could call and be like, listen, my plane didn't take off. Like, they'll figure it out. Right. It all, there's like a, some, some uh, spiritual guy or Buddhist or some shit said or a therapist said all fear is directly connected to fear of dying or being alone have you ever heard that yeah like every fear is that and i kind of believe in that a little bit of like this thing of like all right if i don't make it the club will hate me the audience will hate me they won't want to see me again they won't book me again i won't get booked anywhere again yeah, yeah. And i'll have no money and everyone will just hate me yeah. you know it's like that kind of uh yeah but because when you think of it that way you're like well i'd still be fine at least like once I got to that point when everybody hated me and everything was gone, it's like, well, I can just start over now and right. I can start going in a positive direction instead of worrying about losing everything. Right, right. Well, that's the thing is like um, my therapist is always saying, too, is like accept your worst fear. Uh-huh. Then then you're like, OK, because I'll be like, I'm, I'm my tooth hurts. He's like, well, what I- what's the worst that could happen with right. your tooth hurting? Right. right. I'm like, well, I got to go to the dentist. And he's like, OK, you go to the dentist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a fucking yeah. root canal, whatever it is. And I'm like, wh- wh- even if all your teeth fell out, it's like, okay, you get fake fucking teeth. Right. Um, but I've had that, what helped me almost in a weird way 
Because last time I have like panic attacks, and I've had panic attacks like during shows, throughout a show. You had them for your whole life. N- I've had different bouts. It started in like my twenties, and then I've had a few different bouts where it goes on for like a few months, and it's happening like every other day or a couple days. Oh like, it's wow! Crazy. Yeah. How long do they last? Like a panic. Sometimes like up to like. Well, I've had one on stage at the Funny Bone in St. Louis where it was going on like the whole set. Like and you were able to minutes. perform through it. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Is like That's like one of the best things that ever happened. On one of my Conan sets, I was having a panic attack throughout the set. Unbelievable. And then a 45-minute set at the Funny Bone. My therapist was like, that's great. He's like, that means yeah. like your worst fear happened. You had a panic attack on TV. It was fine. Right. Nobody even knows. Nobody knows. It was a great set. Yeah. So it's like that takes some of the fear yeah. out of it i was having anxiety last night before the second show for whatever reason sometimes it just comes out of nowhere and you go through your head of like i could especially with fans in a room like this i could be like i'm having a panic attack sean or sarah come out here do some time yeah and i could come back here and be like come down yeah and then be like sorry about that that was crazy right and i've had that happen on stage where i literally i'm like i'm having anxiety real bad right now and it like helps to kind of say it does it does it affect how the crowd is reacting to you after that? A little. I think they always think it's kind of a joke or they're like right. whatever, but it helps me to like kind of say it. Yeah. And also what I try to do if I'm in that situation is kind of go into crowd work or something new because it puts you more in the moment. Yes. Like when you as a comic, you're totally. doing the same bit for the 500th time. Yeah. You are completely outside of your head. Yeah, a lot of times I'm all I'll get all fucked up emotionally and then I'll get to a show and then once I start hanging out with comics, and we're just fucking joking around, and then uh, you just forget about what yeah. you're talking because you're talking about whatever dumb comedy stuff. Yeah, it kind of gets you back in that moment. But it's crazy to think about the anxiety before that second show because the first show was great, sec- the second show is packed. Right. You're in a club that you're very comfortable in. Right. You know, with Sarah, like you, everything is good for you on the outside. And right. You think like. There is really, it's hard to understand. And I guess it was just that thought of there's fans here. Yeah. Well, part of it is that too. Like it sneaks up. Like it wants to be there. It's almost like a fucking living organism. It's part of you. Mm -hmm. So it's like this thing of like, oh, here's an opportunity here. Like I've had anxiety or panic in moments where I'm like, wait, what? I feel great. It's almost like you let your yeah. guard down. Yeah. I even feel <laughs> yeah. that now when I'm having like these weird like heart palpitations, which is yeah. usually directly related to anxiety uh-huh. or stress. But I'm like, I don't feel stressed at all. I was at a fucking hockey game. I'm having like a good yeah. time. But also sometimes it's in reaction to something the day before where it's a lot of times in that moment you're dealing with the show and it's when you finally settle down that like all of a sudden it's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it comes back. And my brain my mindset is like here it oh i'm not worrying about anything i'll start worrying about something yeah i think some in a lot of ways for me uh like i'll get through something i was really worried about and i'll feel good for a couple days and then something else will come up right and then i'll get worried about that and it appears as if i'm just constantly dealing with new challenges that are coming up and making my life difficult but then sometimes i'll step back and just like what you're just describing right now it's almost like it's just inside me and it just latches on to like right. whatever is available and then that be just becomes the, my concern yeah and the, it's really funny because like once like i'll step back i'll, I'll be worried i'm like you know this festival is going to be a disaster like I, I, we're not going to sell enough tickets like yeah the comics are going to be unhappy the you know venues whatever and you know 
and I'll, I'll be telling people that and they're like, well, you know, all of the, everything else has gone well. Uh, have like, uh, do your shows ever not like really go well? And it's like, well, no, almost, they almost always do. Yeah. And then they're like, well, what, you know, what are you worried about? Like, well, I was really worried about those two and they made me like get up in the middle of the night and do work. Right. And, like, right. I'm constantly doing stuff because I'm freaked out that they're not going to work. Right. And so I'm trying so hard. And I think what, you know, I had to just realize is like, you know, the general structure of everything is what was making them succeed. It wasn't like those, just that, that's crazy effort that I was putting in to put up more Facebook ads. Exactly what you're right. saying. Uh, it's not really, that's not the essential part of it. Right. Well, that's what like OCD is essentially, is that you feel like you can protect yourself if you're doing, if I'm worried yeah. about it, nothing bad will happen because I was worried about it. Yeah, that's right. But if I don't worry about it, I'm letting my guard down, which is, you know, sort of false yeah thinking because i used to have to be like anytime like if a weekend was light going into it you know i'm like i'm like what can i do to make it better and uh, and then if i do one thing i'm like okay i did i tried i did what i could do to make it better and then i got to the point where i was like the weekend's gonna happen turnout's gonna be what it is the the performance will be whatever it is and over the long term everything will even out and be good right some weekends are going to be bad. There's just going to be, ba- there's no avoiding that. Yeah. And you know, so I've just really been like trying to accept letting things happen and not, not be so worried. Well, that's, I mean, everything I go to like therapy and read Buddhist books and like, I'm like actively sober. And the message of all of those things is acceptance. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. Like, ah, whatever it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to do though, because it, you feel like you have con- you do have a little bit of control so it's like it's kind of a it kind of tricks you yeah no for sure but yeah i I feel that way now i'm like uh, now i got heart palpitation but then my buddy sent me a video like a good anxiety video my therapist is saying something similar all the time is like a good question to ask when you're having anxiety is what would i be worrying about if this wasn't happening yes because usually it's something masking something else like for me i get it a lot like i'm going to see my family next week for thanksgiving and there's a lot of stress and anxiety yeah. there where it's like my brain or whatever the fuck it is knows that that's stressful and is scared of that and so it's like let's give them heart yeah focus on that so you're not thinking about this weird other thing so it, that's like a thing of like if i didn't have this what would i be right. worried about right and totally. you get to lear- like really the root cause usually has nothing to do with whatever the fuck physical yeah. symptom it is do you think that these things i mean they're they're part of your comedy right i mean they they definitely inform it to a certain your perspective yeah i think so i mean it's like your comedy what, what your bits end up being like who you are right and then if that's part of who you are you know i guess so have you incorporated any of your buddhist stuff into your comedy a little bit i got some i mean i have old bits about meditation trying to read like buddhist books oh and yeah yeah I right. have a new bit about it too um so a little bit, but it rarely helps. Like all my like writing and stuff, like I can only write and create when I feel pretty good. Yeah. So it's like my anxiety and stress and panic is like the most detrimental thing right. to my career. I think it's it is for me also. I think I I, I often think if I could kind of even that stuff out and just be a little more consistent in in my emotions, I would be much more productive. Right. Even though. Uh, it feels like it's spurring me into action, but it's, it's, I don't think it is. No, it's like 
killing me. Like if right. I was just if I didn't have so much anxiety, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's funny, that's silly, and uh, right. whatever. I might be like a much sillier right. comic. Like I'd right. have like a Regan thing going on. So you do you want to talk about your new podcast? Do you want to keep that under wraps? Sure, we can talk about this. Feels like an episode. This is what it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I could just use this as an episode. You can if you want to. All right, maybe I will. It's perfectly fine with me. Welcome to my podcast, everybody. You want to ask a question? Um, I can't think of one right All now. Right, well, if you think head, of one. You all right, can. I will. Um, so, I so that's I, so you're you're going to do a new podcast in in uh, in addition to Tuesdays with Stories. Yes, yeah, continuing to do Tuesdays with Stories. Everyone just gasped. We didn't talk about Tuesdays with Stories at all, but I guess uh, that, that gives me anxiety too. That podcast, <laughs> Tuesdays with Stories, does. Oh yeah, I mean everything gives me anxiety, but. Do, does doing the podcast does or what what about it gives you anxiety doing the podcast doesn't give me too much anxiety because i'm having a blast but eventually i mean we've said like the wildest yeah shit so eventually and it's all out there like somebody in, the, in this day and age somebody that could get really upset and just start pulling i mean you could do two straight hours of us saying stuff that's way worse than what people like shane i watched the shane gillis thing yeah. i'm like i mean <laughs> i mean obviously like i've We've made it where, like, I can't do SNL or write yeah. for a, a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is fine, you know. But I'm like, his thing, I'm like, we got it way worse. Although I will say, his tone was not silly. I think I we're think being very silly. Yeah, I actually don't think, I don't think yours is as bad. But yeah, cause his sounds a little, I mean, I do think that he is joking. But, but yes, he, he was sounds trying to be a funny. a little more matter of fact uh-huh. in, the, in his, like, tone <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um and we're usually going, hey, fucking great yeah, yeah, yeah. See you yeah. fucking. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> oh, that's but, the first time for the on this podcast for, <laughs> for um, one of those. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we could bleep that maybe. But I mean, like you could put together uh, and it, but oh, context, oh, I know, dude, I know. I used to listen to it and I would be like, these guys are out of their fucking mind <laughs> for talking like this. And I'm like, you guys are already on TV and you're talking like this, right. this is insane. No, I know, and it's hard because. I, I don't know. Like, to me, it's like I try to um, explain. I'm like, I'm a really good person and yeah, a thoughtful yeah. guy who really enjoys irreverent humor. I've always like had that thing or that feeling of like part of comedy to me is saying the most insane right. thing you could say. That's like that's not all comedy to me because some comedy is fucking slipping and falling or a pun. Yeah. But like saying something you're certainly not supposed to say is funny to me. I'm curious what people's reaction would be if if you know somebody decided they wanted to make that like uh, yeah and wanted to make that that mixtape of of all of your all the stuff you guys have said yeah but if then you came out afterwards and you said what you just said like you said i you know i'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings i'm not i don't have anything against anyone i'm sorry right if i if if anybody was upset by it i'm i'm sorry i I maybe i shouldn't have done it whatever right and it was and i wonder if people would accept that well i think a lot of people like a lot of comics have this thing of like you never apologize i have this discussion right. with ari shafir a lot He's like you don't po- apologize and i'm like well what if i'm sorry <laughs> like i feel bad yeah <clears throat> like some of it like because i sincerely don't like to me our podcast is like and some people stumble in and they listen to it i've had people be like i used to listen to sh- i can't anymore or, is that you right? said this or mark said this or whatever and i have people that still come to show like stand-up because mm-hmm. the stand-up is so different right first of all it's a lot more like calculated i'm like all right i'm gonna say this of course <clears throat> and it feels more like the people are in front of you like i don't i do not enjoy hurting people's feelings of course. or offending people yeah, right, it right, doesn't right. bring me any joy i have no desire to do that yeah yeah so with the podcast it's like well come in here we're saying crazy shit we're silly and i think everyone that listens 
gets it. Yeah. They're like, here's two fucking totally. idiots goofing around. And there is a, this is where I get annoyed with, with some of this like PC thing, not to like this conversation is over. This topic's like overblown now. Sure. But like one of the things that with the PC thing that happens in the wake of all this is there's a huge group that's neglected and it's the people that love that sense, that feel the way I do, that have that sense of humor. And many of them are in the groups that we're making fun of. Like we have Asian right. fans and gay fans and black fans that are like, I love it. And those people feel included. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, yeah. It's weird if we were like, yeah, this white piece of this fat guy, whatever. And then just never, well, we don't talk about that group because that's, there are two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's plenty of people that think that shit's hilarious and they love it. And you go, well, y- this person's offended. It's usually just a white person that's offended mm-hmm. on behalf of somebody else, which is right. usually Yeah, right, right. Um, but you're like, well, it's not for you. Just don't listen to it. That's This isn't for you. You came and listened to this thing. And that happens sometimes where people take it from, we're in here saying crazy shit, and then yeah. they post it on right. YouTube and everywhere. And now people are going, what is this? Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. You weren't supposed to hear it. Yeah, yeah. You know? And th- I try to never make fun of anyone, any, like, a specific have you person. ever had a, like a black person or an Asian person complain about a little bit on said? Twitter? People were like, "That was a little too far." Or, that was weird. And what do you? Uh, what? How do you feel whenever you s- when you see that? I feel bad. I'm like, oh shit. Do you I'm think sorry. like, oh, does that make you change what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I wrestle with it all the time. Not usually change. I'll come back to it because I'm like, again, it's like built in me that this is funny and it's a sense of humor. Yeah, it fun. is because you. I, I can tell that you want to get away from it. Yeah, but, but you, it comes out. It happens a lot, and like a lot of these like words, I understand, like I shouldn't say, but it's like it is hard to. There's things that you've been saying yeah. for years, and I know I'm like I have no hate in my heart or anything. Right. I'm not like these, and I think I always hope that people can figure out the difference. Like there's guys that are coming on and going, these fucking blacks, we gotta get rid yeah, of yeah. them because they're sucking off our fucking tit, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. And me being like, ah, some black guy's crazy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, hopefully you can tell the difference between hate speech and a fucking someone trying to be funny. I think there's also two, even within the part, even within the group of people trying to be funny, there's also, there's like Ari and the, the never apologize people. And then, there's the people like you're you're trying to be funny, but you're it's not like your mission to be able to say whatever you want to say. Like that's not like a driving yeah, part no, of your life. And I understand like and I talked to Shane Gillis and like he's like, Yeah, I get that they fired me. Like I understand. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like it it sucks, but it's like I don't I'm not and people are like, Oh, he thinks he's entitled to some job. He's like, right. No, I get it. I mean like yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Right. You know? It sucks that they pulled this thing up out of context and whatever. But yeah, like I under I understand. Like yeah, I'm saying crazy shit. I think you're also you personally do. <coughs> I think you do grow over time. I think you guys, you in particular, more <laughs> than Mark. But uh, Mark, <laughs> I think, has started to understand. Like I don't think he understood that was an issue at all at first. Right, and right. Now he gets that it's an issue, but doesn't believe that it should be an issue. Right. Whereas. I think that you genuinely are taking that information in and uh, understanding it and trying to move forward, you know, within what you're used to and your sense of humor that you had for your whole life. No, and I get it. And I understand, too, that it's like and it it is harder. I've I've done a little bit with um, with Trump because it's gotten a little everything's gotten a little more real now. Yeah. Where you have a president that literally ran on racism. Yeah. Of like 
dog. It's like dog whistle. It's almost not even dog whistle. No, it's whistle. not a dog it's whistle. Like, <laughs> it's like we're gonna send explicit. them. We're sending them back. We're gonna build a wall. We're gonna ban Muslims. And people are like, yeah. So it does take a lot of the fun out of it. Sure. To it be does. like, ah, oh, these Muslim. Like it's like it's not really fun because more that like hate groups are on the rise and they're on TV and they're marching. So it's like, oh, that's kind of it. it brings a lot of the enjoyment away from what we were doing and people are dying from it right right people are actually dying currently from the specific policies that were put in place that he ran on with the racist stuff so it's like it's not just this isn't just words right you know, even though the words are important i i think the words do make a difference and i think those people that are making those arguments you know about not saying those words i think they're good arguments yeah no i agree and like that's why i go back and forth sometimes because i'm like well i don't mean it but you're like right. well it becomes hard to decide who means it and i'm like no i guess you're right and that's the thing is like only you really know what's in your heart or what mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. intention is sometimes you don't even right i think that there's i think uh some of those guys especially that come fr- that that came in saying kind of inappropriate stuff i think when they start when you when you first start thinking through it you don't really even know you're like, oh, maybe I did have like some bad impressions and some prejudice that right, I, right. I didn't really realize that I had. And and I was making jokes kind of based off of that. And so you have to like go through the process of thinking about it in order to get to there. No. Yeah. And I've listened to podcasts or interviews or where I'm like, oh, geez, I hadn't really thought of it that way. Yeah, that mm-hmm. does suck. Oh, all right. <laughs> I try to do that, too, a little bit on the podcast, but I don't like dealing. I, I get shit from both side because yeah, i'll I like let imagine, my politics imagine, come yeah. out and i'll talk politics a little bit and then people are like you fucking liberal homo piece of shit and then i'll get it from the other side because i mean like if you're like a big social justice warrior liberal you hear me talk you're like this guy is a fucking animal right but if you're a right-wing <laughs> conservative you hear me talk you'd be like this guy's a fucking right. whatever a bleeding heart bullshit so i i, I kind of take pride in that both sides get you upset used with to me. be just a regular guy right 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 it was that was like a normal way to be and now it's uh, now you're stuck in between yeah but it was definitely it was definitely funner and easier like before pre-trump it, it, it's thrown everything off yeah I, w- I was just uh talking to somebody and i was saying like i wonder if trump loses if things will just kind of chill out and some of this stuff will go away. I don't know if it yeah. will or not. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the PC shit was happening beforehand too, but it just for me, like being on that side, got less fun. I think there's like, I think there are like waves when it ha- when it gets more intense and then it's less. And right, I mean, right. It's always every, it's always moving, right? Everybody's always progressing and understanding the words and ideas more right. over time. But like, you know, there was like in the late '90s that was like a big PC time. Where, right where that was talked about all the time and then it kind of went away for most of bush and uh, like most of o- obama and then started happening toward the end yeah and that but people on both sides i think start to get tired of it too where yeah, they're just like ah, that, it i is can't exhausting. get into this i'll it skip it's almost like i mean this is sad it's almost like mass shootings too where people are like you know i'm gonna skip this one i don't feel like get, R- yeah sometimes you're like what who are the victim how right. many what happened you're just kind of like you know what I don't, I don't have the energy and it's like that when like a celebrity says something sometimes people are like ah all right so he said a gay slur on the court. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not into this one. I'm going to skip it. It's a, there's too much to pay attention to, especially with all of the blatantly serious bad things that are happening every day. If you're paying attention to that too, right. with all the Trump stuff and the impeachment and everything, it's uh, completely overwhelming. Well, that's part of the thing too. Well, I had two thoughts. One is like, 
in some ways the Trump things I'm like don't get mad at me go get mad at him go get mad at these people that are like supporting him because right. these people mean right. it I'm making fucking jokes on the podcast go talk to these guys that are marching in the street so there is part of it that makes it like come, come on yeah fucking right get, I'm, I'm your I'm the problem yeah I'll show you my voting record fucking leave me alone <laughs> yeah, you fucking yeah. nerd yeah yeah uh, so I have that sometimes but also a lot of the times with like the stuff where I'll be like I don't want some fucking queer we'll say this on the podcast like I'm also I am making fun of the people that feel that way. Right. Like which I guess sometimes like people are like, I can't believe you said that. I'm like, well, this is going into a character. I'm making fun of yeah, the people yeah. that I grew up with yeah, that right. think Muslims are going to blow us up or whatever. Some some of them might. Uh, <laughs> but like you, like you're. I'm like I'm making fun of people that there are people that are out there living this way, right? And they're funny because they're fucking idiots. They're idiots. Yeah. So there is like a large amount of that where it's like you're depicting these people that talk like that. I mean, we did a live podcast recently where we I made some like sexist joke, and I was like, how funny is it that there's people that are like that? There's like actual guys that are like, why don't you fucking get in the kitchen, you whore? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm like, that's pretty funny to me. Yeah. It's horrible for the woman that's dealing with it. Right, right. And it's unfortunate, but like fucking stupidity is funny. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like, that's hilarious. You're a fucking ignorant idiot. Yeah. And I'll, I do think calling out it's it is, I think, the irony of the acting like those people like gets blurred and that has like became a problem. Right. Like, right. Recently. But uh but I do think I do think saying it ironically to make fun of them, it is calling them out and it is bringing attention to like, this is stupid. You know, that is part of like what stand up is, is like calling out dumb things and people start to understand they're dumb. Right. Repetition. Yeah, no, I mean, they're dumb. And then I try to feel like with all this Buddhist shit, I do try to be empathetic to all sides and all people, like even mm -hmm. people that are racist and fucking at these rallies you're like this is unfortunately supposed to have a disease yeah this is like some sort of learned behavior they don't yeah they don't know anything about anything and same with the the social justice warriors that are like we're gonna get you fired we're gonna pick it and get you yeah. fired you're like well these people think that they can are can make a difference in something and they're a little misguided yeah it's uh, it's um i think it's it's tough i think some of there are some people that you that you do want to see get fired, like uh, like war, like people that were in the Bush administration that were like you, you know part of overseeing torture shit. Like, did, should those people be on TV? Like, oh sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> right, like that. That's pretty serious. So it is. I think, I think you can find people that you would say, nah, those people should be fired, and they they probably shouldn't be in public life anymore. But then it goes all the way down to. Then when you're with them, people like Shane, you know, he gets fired. It's understandable, right? Everybody gets why that happened. But then then people are like, well, he's just going to get a Netflix special now. Wait till you see how long it is until right. he gets this other thing. It's like, this dude does not have health insurance. He has like <laughs> no money. Right, he's right, right. not a successful comedian. Right. He's a brand new comedian. He's like a feature. He just became a headliner. Yeah. Like he has no money at all. He had barely has a career. It's the very beginning. And yeah. He's, and like you're 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 still worried about possible opportunities he's gonna get in the future. It's like just let him take the terrible hit that he took. Yeah. Well, he's in. That's like the thing is like he's kind of in unprecedented 
uh, Waters because he's the only guy that's gotten canceled before having a career. Right. There's no one else that really has that in that showbiz. True, yeah. Of like you're canceled, and he's like, I don't even. And it's have funny anything. because it's because, and the reason why that could happen is because SN everyone knows SNL. Right. But SNL plucked him from a obscurity, right, plopped right. him in there, then everyone sees him and then tears him down immediately. No, it's very American. And that's what I hate, too, is like I understand what, what sucks with social media and this sort of mob thing that happens is like, OK, he's got We got to fire him. But then it becomes front page racist, makes racist comment. He's yeah. a racist. Yeah. And it's on it's in The New York Times. The paper yeah. of record yeah. has bold print calling this guy a racist. And uh, excuse me. Uh, it's just like this. That's just out there now. Yeah. And you know he has to he has to live with that, and that's like a bummer. You just wish you could be like, yeah, you can't work here. And SNL is th- that's now a precedent that's been set. Is like we look into everybody and yeah. we pull it out. And and again, it's like so much of its intentions were, ho- however offended you are by Shane, he was trying to entertain the people listening to his podcast mm-hmm. and the people that are finding those clips and posting them, they are trying to actively affect his career and life in a negative way. Yeah. Those are their intentions, and that was his intention. Yeah, totally. And I mean, and that's always the risky thing. When you do edgy material is when it doesn't work, it just sounds like hate speech. Well, yeah, especially when you pull it out of context or whatever. Or, I mean, I don't listen to, I barely listen to that clip or whatever. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I didn't even. Know. I didn't know that was a podcast at all. Yeah. So it's like I. I don't know what from what, but I just. I. I don't think Shane is a hateful guy who's. No. Like, no. No. Fucking. We gotta. You know. He's just trying to be funny. And, yeah. Uh, but I think he does. I mean, I do think he grew up in a racist place in the middle of Pennsylvania, and I do think you know just from being in that environment, you know, that's that's kind of his his perspective, and so. Even though, you know, he's he, you know, is now in who is in Philly is in New York. He's in more, more liberal places. I think that stuff is still kind of inside him and is it comes out a little bit. I, I don't think it's intentional or mean spirited. I don't think he has. Right. Y- you know, bad, bad intentions. But um, it it is one of those things where I think you have to, like, look back, you know, and say, like, m- question. Well, was it, you know, was it OK to say that? I mean, I, you know, I don't have, I like Shane as a person, but I think it is something to reflect on. And I think having the never apologize, don't ever question yourself attitude is not, it's not appealing to me. It's not appealing attitude to me. Yeah. Well, I just don't personally feel that way. Cause again, cause I'm like, oh man, I didn't mean to fucking bum you out, but you make mistakes sometimes. I say things that, that hurt people's feelings that I wish I didn't say, and then I feel bad about it. Right. And I'm like, fuck. I, but you also have to deal with the, f- the fact or take into consideration like how many of these people, like a lot of these people, I'm like, I don't believe that you're actually offended. I think you like having a victimy thing and being outraged. What? And it's yeah. like, how much is Shane Gillis really affecting your life? You never heard of him. He said the thing. Yeah. A year ago or two years ago, nothing has really happened. You're just hearing this and you get to put on your tweet. I, I do think there is a lot of uh, what's the word they all use now? Um, fucking projecting. What's that word? Uh, uh, virtue signaling. There's oh, a yeah. lot of that. Of oh, like, yeah, I'm definitely. not on this team. 100%. He's racist and I'm not. Yeah. And you're like, all right, like there's 15,000 people tweeting. about what a piece of shit he is. I'm like, are you guys really fucking? Yeah, I, I think what it is. I think. I think 
part of it is like some people are just participating in it as a game right where not even they're not thinking of it as a game but like that is what they're doing and it's like the bad thing happened now i'm gonna say my take on it and i'm gonna put it out there and then i get feedback from it i feel good then i make more and then it kind of self-perpetuating and then i think then the other part of it is um you you almost feel like you're participating in like democracy you're like i'm gonna take a stand yeah you get to feel strong yeah and i'm gonna i'm gonna put out these what i what i believe are positive beliefs and positive ways of being and so you're you feel like you're doing something right so i i can understand where those instincts come from no and i also understand or try to like spend time understanding that there's also a thing of like i've been i'm an asian american and i've been called a fucking and and kicked over a fucking table and they gave me a wedgie and said get out of here or whatever and now to hear this guy is being rewarded for it that's fucking makes me pissed so i do understand like right i understand like that's a shitty fucking thing to deal with so it's like yeah, I don't know, but I also think there's a lost art of just not liking something and then being like, oh, I'm not into that guy, and not going to the ma- yeah. Twitter and being like, he needs to be fired. Like I always use this as an example. Like Sarah, my wife, will watch like reality TV. I mm-hmm. think it's like it's garbage. It's fake. I've been on reality shows. They're yes. going, let's take that again. And uh, what if you're mad at you? It's not sure, real. Sure, sure. It adds nothing to society. But I don't go. I'm writing to Bravo. I'm going <laughs> to fucking email Bravo and all these people that are enjoying this, they should not be enjoying it Yeah, because it's bad. Like, it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll just not watch that. Oh, you're right. watching that? I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to look at fucking right. Twitter or whatever. Right. It's like, th- there's a weird thing to be like, I don't like this and I'm fucking going to, no one should have it. Yeah. That's to me is insane. So you're going to do a new podcast. Yes. And you're going to try to have, you're you're gonna have a different perspective, I think. Not that it's it's a different side of you, right? That you want to explore. Yeah, sort of. It's it's sort of about um, uh, anxiety and stress and depression and and the counter to that of like Buddhism and therapy and sobriety and like trying to uh, try to uh, gain some kind of wisdom and then pass on any wisdom I right. might have with people. And so I've been having other comics on. We kind of just talk not unlike this of just kind mm-hmm. of philosophy and like anxiety and how do you combat it and stuff like that. Have just you put any out yet? None of them have come out yet. I think probably in like the new year I've recorded four of them. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to record a whole batch and then release like a few of them the first day so you can kind of listen to a bunch and then it'll be like weekly or whatever. So people can, uh, you know, they can remember and uh, keep an eye out for that around yeah, the yeah. beginning next year. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be fun. I'm excited about it. And because it's also like our podcast, the other thing, Again, we're talking about like saying crazy shit. Like we're essentially in character. I mean, we go yeah, into absolutely. a very yeah. George and Jerry, which I always talk about. This is like all these people have never seen Seinfeld. Yeah. They just listen to our podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. you're gonna be so bummed when you see this TV show. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, that thing is from Seinfeld. But it, but Seinfeld is referencing of historic. Right. Oh yeah. Thing. Oh totally. And I'm like, yeah. but that's from Seinfeld. Like yeah. it matters because it was in Seinfeld. Nobody would care about that if right. they didn't make a joke about it. No, totally. I feel like. I mean, like the TV show Seinfeld is like such a deep part of it. That's what bonded Mark and I together is like we have like right. an un probably unhealthy amount of that show like in us. It's right. how I 
talk and relate and like i'm referencing like like a hundred times a day where people are like what and i'm like as ah, doesn't matter it's from a show yeah. so we kind of just go into that so this podcast could be me just sort of being more just talking like a normal human do you want when you think about your career do you want to move in a direction where you're discussing these types of topics like you, you know where you're in like a more serious well it's hard because not on st- like I'm a big joke guy and I yeah. don't like when comics are like I'm gonna fucking yeah I don't mean on stage oh yeah I mean but this is like what I talk about so much and right. also we, we've kind of dabbled into it on our podcast and another thing like go on other podcasts where I end up talking sort of more genuinely people are always like hey that was great I really liked hearing that yeah and I've gotten like a ton of people that are like that really helped me and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And I'll get a lot of people reaching out about sobriety or panic attacks and being like, that really helps. So I'm like, oh, maybe I should do that more and sort of be of service. Yeah, because I I mean, part of the reason why I started this podcast is because I really enjoy the conversations I have with the headliners that are coming through town. And I'm like, I don't know what other people will think of these conversations, but it's enjoyable to me. So maybe other people will like it, too. That's another thought. I even thought about naming my podcast that conversations I want to have where it's like. They are conversations that I'm like, oh, I'm glad we're having this yeah. conversation. And every, now people can hear it also. Every single episode I've done of this podcast, I'm like, well, I'm glad I had that talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, every single one, I'm never like, wow, that was annoying and a struggle. Yeah, that's how I feel about the podcast I'm recording now is that after the one, I'm like, God, I feel good. And the other person's like, I do too. I'm like, that's yeah. great. Like, you're like, because it's, ba- it's, it's just a nice um conversation you feel connected to the conversation right. instead of just being like who who's the who's the third person you fucked oh yeah, man right. i fucked you in the ass yeah. and you're kind of which is also fun which I enjoy is fun sometimes right yeah i love it but you're like yeah when I, I like talking you know philosophy when, or death or whatever the fuck when i leave big hunt on saturday and i'm happy it's two o'clock in the morning at that point, when I get in my car, like uh, I want to listen to Come Town, you know, or Tuesdays with Stories. I'll right, listen right. to one of those. Right. I'll listen to you guys just fucking around. And then other times, it's like in the morning or something, I want to listen to like something that's more serious. Right. But I like listening to comics talk about serious things. I think comics are interesting. Yeah. Well, I started listening to WTF like way late because uh-huh. like, I I have that fucking ego dumb comic thing where you're like, ah, oh, everyone's yeah, listening. Yeah, to them yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> except for Seinfeld, which is like the biggest show ever. But when it when I'm into something that's popular, I'm like, I'm gonna be into it more than everybody. Yeah. I mean, the thing that everyone loves, I love more than them. Yeah. And the other thing that everyone loves, I don't even fucking watch. That's because I'm fucking cool. Yeah. Um. But anyways, WTF, I started listening to like in the last year okay. with like non-comics. Yeah. Yeah. With, and, and I I love it because a lot of it's like rock musicians guys yeah. or, or movie guys. And I'm like, this is like, this is great. It is great. that And that was a, that was an amazing podcast that he started in the first place where it was different from everything that else, else was out there. Well, it also inspired my new podcast too because I'm like, God, he's having these great conversations. Like he must feel so good after this. And yeah. he's like gaining wisdom from talking to people about their struggles and i'm like i would like to do 100 percent gaining wisdom yes. yeah um i thought about i play mandolin i thought about opening oh, and closing own. everything with mandolin but i was like then it's like two on the nose i'm like it's like almost feels like a spoof at that yeah point. yeah that's true <laughs> yeah it is it is it is too it's a little too close but i think mandolin could be funny enough that it might be right, worth right. It anyway but then it's like then now people are gonna be like mark this guy's doing your thing i'm like yeah oh. yeah he'll probably be all right with it Maybe I don't know. I mean, I don't know him too well. Well, 
I think uh, I think we've done a good job here. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Do you have any uh, Do you have any advice for uh, younger comics? My advice is always like, I know it's like generic, but it's like, listen, to record sets, listen to sets, and fucking be professional. Like to me, I'm like I've tried since out of the beginning of like I'm gonna make a career being a complete pro. Okay. Where like. I'll be here early. I'll fucking never go over my time or under my time. I'm not going to fucking throw... Fuck you. Get the fuck out. Get him out of here. But I can boo. Like, I used to booze, but, like, after the show, Uh and I'm like, I'll just do my time. No one's going to be pissed. I'm going to get fucking as many laughs as I can, and so no one can... I'll always be able to work somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's for fucking 300 bucks a night or whatever. Right, right. There's probably people listening to be like, 300 bucks a night? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Even if it's shit money. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, just... Be on time, stick to the light, and don't be a fucking dick to anybody. Yeah. And uh, I do. Th- I think I also think listening to sets is like the most important. Yeah, I think it, it's very helpful for sure. Yeah, to be like, I need a joke here, or that sounds weird, or whatever. Um, yeah, that's about it. I think. All right, man. Uh, That's what. Sorry, that's the last thing. Like, that's <laughs> what's great about comedy is that like, you just have to do it a ton. Yeah. There's really. no like, here's the key. Yeah, no. There, yeah, the, obviously the most important thing is you have to write. You got to be on stage all the time. Like those are yeah. just like you know a given. There's no getting around that stuff really. I think it's just uh, yeah. Some of those some some of the things that you run into like later on where you start to find out that there's like more involved. You can't just be funny. You like you're saying you have to. You got to be professional. Yeah. You got to do the other parts of it. Well, that's the thing. The other part to what I'm saying is like nobody needs you. Right. Even if you're amazing, even if you're fucking Kevin Hart, right. somebody else can make the money. Right. Like, so you got to be like, like, my point about Kevin Hart is that like, even if people were like, if he was me, they'd be like, all right, we don't need you. We'll put Led Zeppelin in the arena. Right. Well, somebody will sell out yeah. the fucking arena. Fucking beat it. And so it's also like, like at a low level, you're like, no one needs you at any point. So you better be fucking grateful and really nice because... I mean, there's people out here. They're going to enjoy the show, but like someone else could have done the job I'm doing. Yes, totally. For sure. Yeah. 100%. So it's like, so I think that's important to remember. Definitely. All right, man. Well, we'll keep an eye out for uh, the new podcast. Yeah, please. And uh, we'll keep listening to Tuesdays with Stories. Yeah, please do. And I'm sorry in advance. All right. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.